This podcast contains strong language and graphic depictions of criminal offenses. This episode includes discussions of murder and assault that some people may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite listening platform and share us with your friends. Now, let's get on with our cast introductions and jump right into the case. I'm Josiah. Hello, I'm Hannah. David. Hey, guys, it's Sarah. My name is Nathan. And I'm your host, Tanner Azanero, a.k.a. The Odd One. introductions are in a little weird order now because we are in a new room and new that's room. exciting it, it is exciting actually i'm yes. actually very amped about this we're in a new room in the same house uh, a mere 20 feet from where we were before <laughs> i don't know how i feel about it yet i'd we're say going it's like on record saying we're just, i right, would like 25. to say that we've built out the space for a recording podcast but no we just Cleaned out some shit. Well, they can't see anything. We've built out the space we for, built our <laughs> for our reporting podcast. We, we made an addition to our house, and we upped the value of yeah. our landlord is thinking. Can you tell? Like the, the audio. The value of the property. The audio quality is. Yeah, he's so going to fix our deck. Impeccable. <laughs> the, yeah, our episode today is uh, the crime of our landlord won't come fix our shit. All what right. was that? Who's throwing things? Are we throwing things? Is there a food fight? It was the, a, the first odd <laughs> food, food fight. We're going monkey mode. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we've been gone for two weeks. And we're back, baby. And we're back. Um, it won't feel like that to you guys because you guys are spoiled. Hasn't Let's it, go. Hasn't it been more technically? A little bit. What? It's been like it's been like almost three weeks. Like three oh, weeks, really? essentially. Well, because almost we think I about it. The last time we recorded, we record and then we waited a week. Hannah, you guys can you guys could probably feel how Hannah was staring at me it, after she like said that. Three. Yeah, probably. I mean, you think about it because we recorded. Okay, cool. On a day, I get it. I'm and then a, we skip two Saturdays. I'm a bad podcast host. <laughs> I get it. Pretty okay. sure it was everyone else's fault. May twenty second, two thousand ten. <laughs> May twenty second, two thousand ten, Costa Mesa, California. Ooh. Samuel Her Her Hair H E R R Samuel Hair. I'm gonna start over again. H E R R. Yeah. Depends on if you're like going with a German accent. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out revolver, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> firing in the sky. Hey, look at all I didn't hear it. Well, it happened on May 22nd, 2020. Oh. Costa Mesa, California. <laughs> this is our loudest I episode yet. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what just, what just right. happened. Accent. 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 I do know or, a her, and it, and, and I believe they are German, and they say her. Um, oh. isn't there a but, chip like a? 
Northeast chip, the hers chips? Because well, it hers. sucks. Because when I was yeah. researching, I heard it both ways. So. Or that's that, annoying. That's H E R Z though. Anyway, okay, so we're gonna do Samuel Her. Okay. Okay. All right. Her. May twenty second. I'm starting over again. <laughs> May twenty second, two thousand ten, Costa Mesa, California. Samuel Herr was a 26-year-old college student attending Orange Coast College alongside his good friend and anthropology tutor, 23-year-old Julie Kibuishi. I'm going to send you guys a picture. Anthropology tutor? Yeah, so so they are... The class, uh, not the store. They oh. are like fellow students. They're peers. <laughs> um, they're friends, but she also like tutors him in I anthropology. <laughs> I'm sorry. You think it was just oh. a story? Oh no. my god! Okay, no, I know what anthropology is. What's anthropology? I also Sarah? just really appreciate their candles. Um, <laughs> but anthropology, like the study, like studying humans. Yes. But the first thing that popped into my head was like the store, and I was For like, a second, I thought anthropology you were, you tutor. Just the, it's a degree on the store. No, it's because I, I mouthed to Sarah. The store. And then she looked, she just kind of looked really confused. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Yes, I helped my friend shop. <laughs> um, I sent you guys pictures of these two people, uh, Samuel Her and Julie Kibuishi. Thank I like so the name much. Kibuishi. It is Kibuishi. very cool, yes. Kibuishi is very satisfying to say. Yes. Kibuishi. Sam Her was a veteran who had served time in Afghanistan, and he was hoping to earn his degree and re-enlist in the army at a higher rank. Sam had a close relationship with his parents and was often in regular contact with them, which is why they became concerned on that evening in May when he hadn't been responding to any of their calls or texts since the night before. Sam's father arrived at Sam's apartment and discovered a body in the bedroom with a gunshot wound to the back of the head. The following is the father's call to 911. Okay, what's going on, sir? There's a body in my son's apartment. There's a what? A body. A dead body. A dead body? Are you sure, sir? I can think he's cold, man. I'm sure. Okay. He's cold. Okay, hold on just a minute. Is it someone that you know, sir? I have no idea who he is. I don't know what's going on. Does your son know who it is? He's not here. Jesus, honey. Okay. Do you know where your son is? No, I don't. I told Okay. Just keep breathing for me, sir, okay? Where in the apartment is she? She's in the bedroom. She's got some sexual activity. She's dead. There's blood from her head. I thought she was just she was cold. There was blood from her head? Yeah. Honey, I don't know what to say. Okay, just stay in there, okay? I feel Jesus. Uh, it's kind of hard to understand him, but yeah. uh, he does uh, call police and freak out because there is the body of a deceased woman in Sam Her's bedroom. The oh. deceased. Go ahead. So it wasn't Sam. No. I assumed it was Sam. No, he didn't okay. know who it was. She asked uh, who it was, and he said he didn't know. Gotcha. Um, and he's kind of freaking out during the call. He's okay. kind of not being super patient with the lady. But um, I would understand that when you go into your son's apartment and when you see a dead girl who you don't know who it is. Yeah. Um, so, the deceased female was lying face down with her upper body on Sam's bed and her legs hanging off the bed onto the floor. She was partially nude and appeared to have been sexually assaulted. Mm. Written in permanent marker on her gray shirt were the words, All yours, fuck you. The victim's mm. wallet was recovered at the scene, which allowed police to identify her as Julie Kibuishi. Sam Hers 
close friend, and anthropology tutor. Mm-hmm. Police also went through Julie's phone and discovered some damning text messages between her and Sam. Sam had sent Julie a text the night before that read, Can you come over tonight at midnight alone? Mm-hmm. Going out for a bit. Very upset. Need to talk. Followed by another text from Sam reading, Please don't tell anyone. Please. In addition to these two texts, Sam sent another that read, Please, no sex. I need to talk to someone. I'm really not doing well. And Julie responded back, Yeah, that's fine, Sam. I'm here for you like family. Mm. Some sources report that Julie Kibuishi had a boyfriend who was not Sam Her at the time of her murder. But police began to put the pieces together that what happened looked like a lover's quarrel gone wrong. According to Crime Watch Daily, Sam Her had also been arrested and charged with capital murder eight years prior to Julie's death. Sam, along with a slew of other individuals, were charged with the murder of 19-year-old Byron Benito, which took place on January 15, 2002. It was believed that this murder, where Byron Benito was lured to a secluded location for the slaughter, was part of a gang retaliation, even though Benito was not a gang member. Supposedly, it was Sam Hur who had picked up Benito and brought him to his death the night of the murder. A small group of supposed gang members were convicted of the murder, while the other group of individuals was acquitted. Sam Hur was one of the acquitted defendants. Even with this acquittal, detectives were concerned with his prior association with murder, as well as the fact that there was a seemingly sexual relationship between Sam and Julie, the fact that there were no signs of a struggle, the fact that Sam Hur was nowhere to be found, and this caused Sam Hur to jump to the forefront of the investigation and the suspect pool. Wait, so this this killing that he's in association with, was he in the military at that point? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, well, let's see, you that, said eight years prior and he yes. was 26 when this happened? Yeah, eight years prior, yeah. So he right. technically could technically have like could be still. just enlisted after the fact or right yeah. before or something or dur- being enlisted at the time. Uh, but I am not sure. There is not a lot of information on uh, that yeah. uh, murder and his alleged involvement that he was acquitted for. Okay. Um, but that was on his record and uh, grew police concerns and everything. If you guys receive texts like that, like those are scary texts. Like, wh- what would you do? I like I'm, I'm at a loss. What he sent to yes, to like the, the stuff he was saying yeah, was Julie. very like come like, over at twelve o'clock alone. Like don't very, tell anyone. Yes, very specific. Very like troubled. Like, I don't know if I'd know how to react to that. I don't know if I'd, like, my first instinct would be, like, yeah, I'll show up at this very specific time and be very quiet Yeah, I think also we don't know the extent of their relationship because I would do that for any of you and be dead. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's so kind. No sex implies that there had prior been sex. And so that's, like, I need someone who can care for me. And, like, in a relationship context, you might be, like, okay, like, yeah, it seemed like other than the specificity, I guess it seemed like yeah. pretty like tame. I mean, I I think I would say it <laughs> depends on yeah the extent of my relationship with that person, like how well I know them and yeah. what the context. There's a lot is. of factors, I suppose. I guess like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It is weird. It would definitely raise weird like alarm bells. Like I know, like that's it, kind of weird. But I mean, like says like don't tell anyone else. Like I yeah, feel like I need to tell anyone else. I need to tell someone else. Please yeah, don't tell anyone, please. 
Yeah. It's, it's, especially the pleas, like he's like begging. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can speak to this to him, but like as a woman, I feel like if I had somebody who was like, come at this time in the middle of the night and don't tell anybody, please, 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 please don't do that. Me personally, I'm, I think I'm generally a more like kind of like paranoid person. So I, at the very least I would tell someone, I would tell someone. Yes. (laughs) I, I mean like, or I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to this thing. Like, here's my location just so you know where I am. Or like, I, I would tell somebody where I was going even if they were like, maybe, I don't know if that makes me a bad friend, but like if I felt uncomfortable, I would for sure tell somebody where I was going. That doesn't make you a bad friend. Especially the fact that it's at midnight. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know the last time someone, like a, a good friend of mine, like texted me, like, meet me at midnight at this disclosed location. Like, don't right. tell anyone, like, please, boy, please, a, please don't tell anyone. Like, I'd be, I'd, yeah, I'd be like, that's, that's like, like, what are you doing right now? Like, outside or like, hey, can I call you right now? Like, yeah. what, are you, are, what are you doing like, right well, now? Give me more information so that I know what I'm walking into. Yeah, I feel also, like it's too... Sorry, just sorry. No, no, you're good. I, I feel like calling them, I mean, me as a person, I feel like my instinct would be like, yeah, sure, is everything okay there? Or, is everything okay then? And then, like, try to call them. But like I guess... at least a preliminary action. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I mean... Also, I'm pretty sure these texts were coming periodically throughout the daytime. So it's not like 10 p.m. and these are being sent. It's like 2 p.m. and these are that's being sent. That's even weirder. That's weirder. Like, like if it's, it's I'm pretty sure. I can't day. say for certain, but I'm pretty sure that's what was happening. Like, why does it have to be so lit at night? Do you know what day of the week it was? <laughs> Um, it was that would change. May, like it was May twenty second, twenty ten. Because if it's like a weekday, that raises like more alarms. Yeah. Like if if it's like a Saturday or a Friday, maybe I. It was a Saturday. Okay. Yeah, like it was a Saturday. But, okay. It says it was a same. May twenty second, twenty ten. Oh, is yep, a Saturday. Yeah. Yep. But also like something like, I'm I'm it's, six five. Mm-hmm. I'm a male. I'm two hundred and thirty pounds. Even me and my brother, who is relatively my size, we have like an understanding that if we ever receive a text that says Bert, we know the other is in trouble. Oh. Because it, it stems from the show Friends. Oh, but, okay. But it literally is like a situation where it's like, you do have those weird situations where a friend's like, I need to talk to you. It kind of maybe feels weird, whatever. But like in this age of technology my brother and I have like one of those fail safes where it's like, if we ever got into a situation where we thought was normal, it's good to have those backups of like, you can just send one word to one person that absolutely knows that it's a nothing's okay anymore. Yeah. Shit is fucked. And I mean, this is 2010 technology is still advancing at this point, but it's, it is good to set those things up with the people that are very, very close to you. Actually, I don't know the like, depth or spread of this but i'm pretty sure i saw something either on twitter or tiktok or a tiktok on twitter that said (laughs) that was like a video of like a video chat with like two women talking to each other and like the one oh she did the hand sign that was like yes i'm being abused yes i don't know the full information on that but if that's something useful to you and you're listening to this um Please. Oh yes, no. always have fail saves. Uh, uh, sure. The biggest thing to take away from this podcast is self protection, yeah. because things like this are an inevitability. But you can prevent yourself from being part of that inevitability by taking, uh, you know, certain precautions. Yeah. Completely off the record. 
I just rounded the corner to get a beer. And Sarah, <laughs> in complete darkness, with like her fucking creepy dark long hair, just does this. Literally, in the darkness, just... And I'm like, right here, and I'm like... <laughs> Why yeah, if we can that hear that, that's definitely on the record, just mm. so you know. That was in my defense, I was chewing, so I couldn't announce myself. Because so I was just Why is her hair creepy? Yeah, <laughs> what the hell, Josiah? Fucking horses. No, Josiah, you're wrong. What do you want to say to Nathan? There's a whole series called The Ring where this girl with like dark long hair stick. comes out of the darkness of a TV and is like. Mmm. So you're saying I look like the girl from The and Ring? Like, mmm. In that moment, yes, I was dying. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry that I spooked you. My original point is they're creative and very like under the table ways discreet. to yes, discreet. That's a better word for it. Uh, to. Um, let people know that you need help. There's also like... Um, but if it comes to the point where you don't feel comfortable with violence and also you're experiencing violent things being done to you, you probably... There are other ways. There's a lot of ways you can figure this out and people are out there to help have you. you seen, yes. Have you seen the ones at like bars or yes. whatever? They have... And a lot of bars, they'll have um, like a note on the back of like a bathroom stall door that's like, hey... Are you feeling uncomfortable? Do you want us to like call you a cab, call the police, do this? You go to the bar and you order like a specific shot. Yeah. And that's I've, like code that. to the bartender to help you. I mean, like, honestly, because it's like awesome. you just honestly. go up to them and you're like, it's can cool. I have like an angel shot with lime? And then they're like, like oh specific. shit. And yeah. And they're like, not <gasps> order. <Yeah>. And like, <laughs> and like oh, no, no one orders yeah. that. So, like, yeah. Like, so it just sounds yeah. like a drink, but. You know, it 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 notifies them to help you. Hmm. So there are a lot of ways, to Nathan's point, to to get help. be helped and get help. So. The odd one promotes safety, mm-hmm. and it's but also I know I well I don't know firsthand or anything, but it like it's hard to uh, come up like be upfront with the struggles that you might be experiencing, or True. like you might be in a situation where you can't. Yeah, or you feel like something. you can't do yeah. something. And like there's that. no shame or guilt in having a backup plan, even if you no. think you're overreacting. Right. Yeah. So uh, be careful. Be people. safe. Yeah. yeah. Be we safe. love you. And, and be safe. Let's continue. <laughs> the police release a bulletin to the public asking for assistance in locating the potential murder suspect, Sam Herr. Not long into their investigation, Sam's bank records show that his card had been used to take money out of an ATM machine. When police arrive at the bank and check the video records from the ATM, they see that it is not Sam Herr who withdraws money with the card. When police check bank records, they are also able to see that the card had just been used to order pizza for delivery. Police are able to intercept the delivery driver who is heading to an address in Long Beach, and police prepare themselves to storm the address and arrest Sam Herr. When police enter the home, they find that Sam Herr isn't anywhere inside. Instead, police find a group of teenage boys waiting on their pizza. One of these teens was 16-year-old Wesley Freilich. Freilich was the person seen withdrawing the money on the ATM video and was also in possession of Sam Herr's bank card. Freilich's explanation for why he had the card was bizarre. 
Freilich explained that an older man he knew through his mother and her time spent doing community theater had given Freilich the card and instructed him to make withdrawals. The man explained to young Freilich that he was a bail bondsman and that Sam Hur owed him money. After withdrawing money from Sam's account and also using the card for some free pizza, Freilich was quickly ruled out as a suspect in the murder. Police's new interest fell upon the man that had given Freilich the bank card, Daniel Wozniak. Yeah, what the hell? I'm going to send you his picture right now. 26-year-old Daniel Wozniak was a community theater actor living in Costa Mesa, California. At the time of the murders, Daniel Wozniak was about 48 hours away from marrying his fiance and acting partner, Rachel Buffett. Yeah. He was also in the middle of his... Fu- He was also in the middle of his theater's run of a musical of which he was the male lead. What was the musical? I think it was nine, but I can't remember exactly. Nine to five? I think it was called nine. Oh, not as fun, but... Like the, uh... Tim Burton. I don't know if that's Tim Burton. Actually, I don't think it... I don't think it is. It, it, I don't think it is, actually. It's very Tim Either way, it's the rag, ragdoll pocket. It has nothing to do yeah. with anything we've said. Sorry. <laughs> is that called Nine? No, it's, it's called Nine. There's Here. the... There's like a doctor and there's an apocalypse. Wait, and the doctor there was, puts, was, this was like eight. Eight. It's like an animated movie. It, it, it yeah, might still like be... Sewn together thought it was eight. Yeah, yes. like ragdolls. Oh. A, a doctor or a scientist yeah, yeah, put his yeah. soul into like nine yeah. ragdolls to like save the world. Oh. It's so dark and cool. It like It's okay. Anyway. That's very true. I think the musical was called Nine. You need I don't know if it's I didn't know it was a musical. It's not. It's Unrelated. A not that. Unrelated. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's District Nine, the musical. It's, <laughs> it's my favorite Yo, I would film by Peter Jackson. I would also watch District Nine, the musical. Dude, can you imagine? Everybody, head over to our Patreon Petition. so that you guys can uh, support Fund our, us our putting on District, District Nine, Nine, the musical. <laughs> we don't have a Patreon Tanner yet will at be this the point. Lead. Yeah, we may have a Patreon at this point. I don't know. It doesn't exist yet. But anyways, <laughs> but where are we? <laughs> Um, (laughs) Police arrived at a sushi bar that night to arrest Daniel Wozniak and bring him in for questioning. They showed up in the middle of his bachelor party to make this arrest. (laughs) Get wrecked, buddy. Uh, Absolutely reaped. As for the charge against him, I'm unsure of what it was. But if I were to guess, probably something along the lines of like credit card fraud or something like that. But he was arrested. Daniel Wozniak and Sam Hur were neighbors. What police didn't know at the time was that Wozniak's life was seemingly in financial ruin, even though he seemed to be in his prime, celebrating with his groomsmen and getting married within a few days. He was unable to keep a job, partially because he continued to allocate most of his time to his low-paying community theater gig, and he was deep in debt, to the point that he was about to get evicted from his apartment. When the police confronted Wozniak about him being in possession of Sam Hur's bank card, Wozniak came clean and told the police that he was running a credit card scam alongside Sam. The plan was for Wozniak to take Sam's card, withdraw money from it, and then Sam would report the card as stolen and request a refund from the bank. And after that, they would split the profit. 
He denied any involvement in Julie's murder, but as questioning continued, Wozniak admitted to police that Sam had confessed to him about committing the murder the same morning that Julie Kibuishi was killed. The following audio clip from Crime Watch Daily is of Daniel Wozniak's police interrogation where he claims Sam confessed to him. Uh, I think this audio is a little cut up, so it's a little awkward, uh, but... I got a knock on my door. I want to say it was about 8, 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. Opened the door, it was Sam. He's like, there's a dead body in my apartment. He's like, okay. Basically, as soon as you left me, I started doing some drugs and drinking heavily because I was very depressed about the game. I said, what did you do? He's like, I got a gun. He asked me for sex. Um, it was pretty he said no, and then he just shot her twice in the head. So he basically says that um, Sam confessed to him that he was going through a rough time, called Julie over uh, for sex. After doing drugs and drinking. Right, after doing drugs and that he'd been having a rough he time and everything. He called over for sex even though he explicitly said no, no sex, sex in his text message. Right. Um, and uh, then said, and then uh, Wozniak claimed that Sam shot her in the back of the head. Because twice. she said no. Right, something along those lines, yes. Uh, that is what he says. Men. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Daniel Wozniak went on to say that after this confession, he dropped Sam off at a mall and did not see him again. Skeptical of this, police told Wozniak that they were going to need a DNA sample to rule him out as a suspect for Julie's murder. Wozniak gave them the DNA sample, but after this, his story changed. Wozniak continued to say that he had nothing to do with the murder, but was now saying he had been in Sam's apartment the morning that Julie Kibuishi was killed. Highly suspicious at this point, police decided to bluff Wozniak and tell him that his DNA was found on Kibuishi's body, even though this was literally the same interview shortly after he'd just given them a DNA sample, and it'd be impossible for police to have any kind of DNA match at that point. With this bluff, as they continued to press him, Daniel Wozniak's story changed again, this time drastically, when he said this. Uh, this is the one that's kind of chopped up and, and hard to understand, so I will uh, explain it. I will talk to you about anything if it gets me to my wedding on Friday. That's what I will promise. Down and said, help me. I went upstairs, and yes, I saw the goddamn body. Is that what you want to hear? No. We want to hear the truth. <sighs> that is the truth. Okay. Then tell us what happened. How did that, how did that play out? And what did you do when you got up there? How did your DNA get on her? Someone's right over the body. What's that? Because I was right. Okay. So how'd your DNA get on her? That I don't know. DNA doesn't just fall off. I don't know. I didn't touch her. I didn't do anything. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, at, le at the very least, he was like, I genu I don't know how my DNA got on her. I mean, because they, they were bluffing about that, correct? Right, right. So, I mean, yeah. at the very least. True, devil's advocate, still but... Not, still not great. <laughs> I, I saw the goddamn body. Is that what you want me to say? It's so dramatic. Maybe yeah, he's a, he's is he an, an actor? An Didn't he just say <laughs> that, that like, he will talk to them about anything as long as it gets him to his wedding on Friday? Yeah, yikes. Apparently, yeah, apparently he was also pretty upset with them because he had already paid the bill 
for the sushi dinner at his own bachelor party <laughs> when they arrested him. <laughs> I just thought about how funny that is. 17 California rolls. He paid for his own bill also on his own That's what party. one source said. That's expensive. I, I won't that's say nice. that that's... I was going to say, Cole's not paying for anything. I know. <laughs> I, like, what? After being verbally backed into a corner <laughs> by police, Wozniak admitted to seeing Julie's body, the writing on her shirt, her torn jeans, as well as two bullet wounds. Police tried to get Wozniak to say where the bullet wounds were, but he said he didn't know, just after saying he had seen two bullet wounds. And police <laughs> knew that there wasn't any way to see the bullet wounds since they were in the back of her head, mostly covered by her hair. Eventually, Wozniak asks to go back to his jail cell and refuses to say anymore. Interesting. He's a very fishy guy. You know, I'm he's suspicious of him. All over the place. Yeah. Very I guess I, just, I don't understand. I don't quite get whether he actually knows something or if he's just. Yeah. Like, is like he just, is he just uh, saying whatever just to, to leave, to get to his wedding on Friday? Or yeah. Whatever. Also, he's been in a bachelor party. So like he might not be totally <laughs> sober, which never helps when being questioned by police. <laughs> I would assume not. And Yeah. Once he's done talking with police, was Daniel, was that our fridge? That was our fridge. That was the fridge beeping because we know it. We oh, know the beeping now. Wait, so we why know the it, beeping now. Do you know why? It's because the fridge door is slightly ajar. Oh. So, okay, real quick aside. The other day. Uh, we do need to make sure we need to push it. So I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've noticed it like slightly. We spent Sorry. like 20 or 30 <laughs> minutes or more. I can't remember. Probably around 30 exactly. minutes. Yes. Um, <laughs> we spent like 20 or those of us who live in this house who suck and don't have girlfriends uh, were here by ourselves. <laughs> Every, the other two, Nathan and Josiah. Also, I don't know if we've ever said that. Nathan is dating Sarah and Hannah is dating Josiah. And the rest of us are single. And then David and I kiss sometimes. But <laughs> so don't the, let me the two time. with girlfriends, yours is a secret. Um, the two with girlfriends uh, were away being grown adult men. And the rest of us were skulking around the house like, what is the beeping sound? I'm going to find it. I'm going to solve the mystery. I was like, I'm like, do you seriously not hear the fucking beeping? Yes, I, I didn't in my room. But we discovered it and it was the fridge. And then we killed the fridge. The fridge is dead. Yep. So uh, all our food's gone bad. We're cutting that. Yeah. No ice. I just admitted to murder. No, but it's like still cold. It's just a little bit. Yeah, cold. it's just like the door slid. But I mean, that's good, though, that it tells you that. It saves energy. That's true. I just wish it would have done it louder and with more presence. Or just said, the door's open. I would hate oh, that, that, actually. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Just kiss setting it back. The door is open. The door is open. Oh, no. Uh, that, that'd be no, fucking lootly not. just lights the house on fire. Oh, my God. That'd be the worst. Once he's done talking with police, Daniel Wozniak <laughs> makes a call from the jail to his fiance, who informs him that she had just got done talking with his brother, who claimed that he had a backpack full of incriminating evidence for a crime. <sighs> Wozniak spoke freely with his fiance over the phone, apparently unaware that all calls from the jail are recorded. <laughs> Hello? Hi, baby. What did you do? Did you help him actually cover the body up? Yes, I helped him cover up the body and my payment was supposed to be 
everything in his account. Babe, why on earth would you try and cover for him? Because we needed the money. No, we never need money. We need to be good people and just have each other. I just talked to Tim and I need to make a phone call to the detective now. Why? Because Tim's involved. Because of what? I need to call the detective first before they catch me on this recording device because it looks like I'm not trying to tell him right away. Tim says he has evidence with him. Then I'm doomed. Do you know that Tim has some evidence? Yeah. God, oh God, oh God. Baby, Tim, Tim did speak up. Only to me so far. And it was in passing. I said I'm going to the police station right now. Danny's been arrested. He's, he starts freaking out. He was really frantic and something slipped, but he had evidence. No, I, don't, I was... don't, 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 don't. That can't be found. No, babe, I'm going to do it. Trust me, please. You realize they're recording this phone conversation anyways. You're being an absolute ass to try and lie again. Tim said he had a murder weapon. Yeah, he does. Babe, what do you want me to do? I don't want you to tell the detective anything. Now I'm, now I'm dead. Now I'm really dead. Baby, you're already dead. I, I was trying to cover it up, and now I'm going away for life. Were you the one that killed them? So... Dude. What? Okay, so, like, girlfriend had no idea, but... Right. That's uh, what it is. Fiance. Yeah. Sorry, fiance. fiance. Yeah. Sorry. Gosh. Somehow. There's a ring on that finger. Even yeah, that does not seem like a happy relationship. Yeah. Well, he did on a recorded call go, no, like, I totally will be fucked if you don't do the right thing. So don't do the right thing. But yeah, uh, pretty, pretty cringy. Not going to lie. Um, but after this phone call, like he can't be at least killer. she was like, at least she was like, uh, no, right. I'm going to report this. Right. That sucks. Okay, well done, ma'am. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> After this phone call, now having realized he's a complete buffoon for not keeping his story straight, involving his brother and hiding evidence, and speaking openly about his involvement over a recorded line, Daniel Wozniak requests to speak with detectives again, and this time come clean. However, he does do his best to ensure that detectives know how crazy and out of control of his actions he is, or at least seems to be. You said you wanted to talk to me. What's going on? I'm crazy and I did it. You did what? I killed Julie and I killed Sam. Okay. Uh, tell me how you, uh, you killed Sam. Two shots using my father's gun that I had. And your motive behind uh, uh, killing Sam was? Money and insanity. Money and insanity, okay. <laughs> Tell me about uh, uh, the Sam incident and what you did. Um, I told him that I needed to move some stuff from the theater. I said, you need to bend down and help me lift this thing up. And when he bent down, I grabbed the gun. I never really fired the gun before, so I pulled it back and I shot him. Okay. Is there anything that you said to Julie prior to shooting her? No, I didn't. I had, um, I got her in. I was downstairs in my apartment. I was still text messaging. That was Sam's phone you were using? Yes. Okay. Sam's phone. What, what sort of text messaging were you doing back and forth? I was saying, you need to come over tonight. You need to come over tonight. What, what did you say to Julie? What? Julie was wearing, like, a crown tiara. She had just come from her brother's. 
I had said, like, um, Sam had just called me and he was going through some stuff. She said, yeah, me too. I said, well, I have a key. Let's go in. I opened the door. I let us in. And then um, I just went to the bathroom real quick because I was really nervous. Loaded the gun again. And? Went back out into the hallway and then said, oh, by the way, did you see this in Sam's bed? And I said, read, lean over, look at it right there. And when she was leaned over, I put two bullets in the back of her head. Okay. Why did you feel you had to, to kill uh, Julie? What was the rationale behind that? No, but seriously. Seriously, to cover up Sam. And so I Well, why? how would that cover up Sam? To make it look like he was on the run and he did He was the so, one that did it. Right. I just couldn't, I reached a point to where I couldn't even believe that I was doing this. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I hate that laugh. I hate it so much. It was, um, if you watch it on video, it's super cringy and fake. <laughs> yeah, oh. wait, so like he was totally faking the whole like crazy oh, do you, thing. How, the amount of times he said crazy and insanity, they were like, what was your reason for killing Sam? And he was like, money and insanity. <laughs> and also, like, I then invited the girlfriend over so I could kill her to cover it up. That's not an insane person's plan. That's premeditation. Right, yeah. He also said like he had a plan to frame Sam. And also, like... Your plan, you're, you're like, you wanted money, but your plan for this, you murdered to get the money. I feel like money wasn't your motivation when you unnecessarily kill another person totally uninvolved. Like you could, there were so many other things you could have done that would have bought you time rather than killing another human being. Yeah. Like that's definitely part of it. You wanted to kill two people like that. There's yeah. money is not the main motivator no. here, dude. There's no way, and your Joker laugh sucks. <laughs> also, his his fiance sounds way too level headed and like normal. Like she did the way that she yeah. was talking. She's like, no, that's I am so going wrong. to tell them. I don't really care what you say. Yeah, her reactions were very normal. Yeah, and grounded. Also, like as soon as she picked up the phone, she was like, "What did you do?" Isn't that what she said? Yeah, yeah she said, "What did you?" She do? did know he was in pre- he was in jail already, and that there was like death involved huh. though. But yeah, she did come at him with the uh, <laughs> "you did something." What but was wait, it? the the guy, the Daniel Wozniak. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Wait, the other one, Sam Hur. Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, was he found dead somewhere? Sam Hur had told Daniel Wozniak that he had saved up about sixty thousand dollars from his time in the military. Wozniak, being at the bottom of a financial pit with seemingly no way to crawl out. That is, no way that didn't involve him keeping a real job and not just being the leading man in a local play, saw an opportunity to murder Sam Hur and steal his money. The morning of Sam's murder, Wozniak had asked him to help move some boxes in the attic of a local theater that was located on a military base. When Sam Hur bent down to lift some boxes, Wozniak shot him in the back of the head. Sam, however, was not dead. He shouted to Wozniak that he believed he'd been shocked by an electric wire or something. And after that, Wozniak shot him one more time, making sure he was dead. After killing Sam, Daniel Wozniak drives to his own community theater and performs in the musical he was starring in alongside his wife. What the fuck? Captured on video, seemingly without a care in the world. Wait, so he actually did kill him? Yeah, uh-huh, he killed him, yep. Yeah. 
And he's performing while somebody he knows is dead. Yeah, after he literally after killed he him and then him. went to go perform, and it was like caught on tape. And okay, he's maybe like, he is like somewhat psychotic. Dancing Seriously. around. He's just a psychopath. But in control boy. of his actions, in my opinion. Um, after his performance, Wozniak began to text Julie Kibuishi from Sam's phone, begging her to come over that night and laying the groundwork to blame her murder on Sam. Once Julie was lured into Sam's apartment, Wozniak shot her twice in the back of the head and staged the crime scene to frame Sam and make it appear that she had been sexually assaulted. Oh, how do you... He, like, ripped off her pants and, like, cutted her pants and everything, but, um... Like weren't her? She was like positioned strangely. Yeah, on the bed or yeah. Whatever. She was like kind of laying. Yeah, there's actually like but a picture don't they do, of her body, and it's pretty fucked up. And I didn't share it with you guys. Thank you. Don't I, they do, do not want to see that? Like test kits and stuff, or not on bodies. So this is all. This all happens really quick. Okay. And I'm pretty sure um, they like either didn't have time to get anything back, or I. I'm pretty sure Daniel Wozniak did not actually sexually assault her. He just like ripped at her jeans and made it look like someone had ripped off her clothes like that kind of. Uh, so he made try to make it look like a sex thing, uh, which also means that it's unlikely that uh, Sam and Julie had a sexual relationship at all. And that the weird no sex thing probably just came off as super awkward to Julie who's trying to be a good friend, or something. I'm not I, sure. I wonder, well, he may have used that. Maybe he knew about that. Potentially. And used it as, like, ammunition to get her to, like, for her to be more likely to show up. That's fair. That's fair. I, I don't know. I guess we don't know either way, but it doesn't, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't seem like, uh, obviously, Wozniak is making up a lot of shit here. Right. Um, but the next morning... After killing Julie Kibuishi, Daniel Wozniak returns to the military base where he had hidden Sam Hur's body. He begins to saw off Sam's head, no. hands, and forearm, and then he leaves the dismembered corpse in a park in Long Beach. Police eventually find Sam Hur's decapitated head on his birthday when he would have been 27 years old. After cutting Sam Hur's corpse into pieces, Daniel Wozniak returns to the stage for another performance in his musical. Because the musical was coming to its close, that same night was also the cast party, where Daniel Wozniak was captured on photo and video, smiling, laughing, drinking, and enjoying his life. Wozniak admitted that he was going to use part of Sam Hur's money for a honeymoon on a cruise ship. Police also located the backpack full of evidence, including expended shell casings and records of Sam Hur's financial statements. The backpack was found thrown over a fence at Wozniak's parents' home. Ugh. Very poorly hidden. Daniel Wozniak pleaded not guilty to the double murder by reason of insanity. After <laughs> only one hour of deliberation, the jury found that he was competent for his actions and found him guilty. This guilty verdict in 2016 gave him the death penalty. Wozniak is currently still living in prison awaiting his eventual death sentence. And that's the story of Daniel Wozniak, the bad actor. Jeez. Where are they again? Where? Uh, this was uh, California, California, Costa Mesa. Yeah. Costa Mesa, California. Jeez. Crazy. So he's just on death row. Honestly, yep. <clears throat> this is a perfect example of just like how... Um, desperate people become when it comes to money. You it, know what I mean? It's like, it, like usually right. that is a factor in a lot of 
in a lot of things it's like a strong motivator yeah is money can you imagine being (laughs) his fiance and being like holy shit i almost married him like on friday (laughs) i didn't include this really in the script but she was charged as an accessory and I'm oh. pretty sure she's still in court for it. I should have looked more into it. I didn't think you guys would uh, be as interested. But, um, yeah, no, she was charged as an accessory. I'm pretty sure that, like, case hasn't been closed or anything. Is it just because of the phone call or they, something? They, like, tried to say that she held information from them. And I don't know if it is, mo- like, there's more that happened after that phone call. And right. she did try and, like distance herself from everything we've seen i feel like charging her is kind of silly but that's goofy yeah i don't know the entire story but i thought you guys would find it interesting she was charged with accessory uh, to murder oh i mean there's every chance also like if i'm looking at from a prosecution standpoint and this dude has been trying to pull my leg and he's like trying to get away from it like poorly frankly but trying to get away from it and then suddenly comes clean after talking to his fiance. You have to just assume, hey, maybe he's taking the dodge for his wife, like his fiance. Like he loves her in some capacity. So it's like, maybe if I go down, they won't take her. Could be his reasoning of why he immediately goes, okay, yeah, I did it, but I'm insane. I mean, I think he just had a moment of recognition where he was like, oh shit, I'm caught. Maybe, yeah, he uh, seemed pretty, pretty squirmy. Because she was like, they're recording this call anyway. So like, like, yeah, but like, don't do it. She don't like, it'd be, it. it'd be me, stupid if you tried to lie again because yeah. they have this recording. Like, right. Which is why I'm not sure if their charges have to do with more than just that phone call. But right. I do think you guys would yeah. think that's interesting. I think uh, it's a suspicion at least that of like, oh, he's covering for his fiance. Right. And uh, for those of you uh, listeners out there who are complete weirdos like me, uh, if you want to, for some fucking reason, stay up to date with uh, Daniel Wozniak, there is a blog written by someone who stays in contact with him called Daniel Wozniak is my friend. Uh. They worst domain name. They aren't. (laughs) They aren't like supporting him. Uh, I could not read through the entire blog because holy shit, it's been being written for years. Uh, they aren't supporting what he did. That's not, I mean, like, is my friend, that's kind of a defense. The beginning of the blog, it's written by, I, uh, I think a girl who was in his like theater troupe. Uh, and the beginning of the, the blog, like she says some stuff that's like here. I'll say this, and I've also read a newer statement from her that was like, hey, if you read the beginning of this, I've changed a bit, and there's some things that people get upset with me about for things I've said in earlier blogs, but I'm not going to change them because I said them, and that wouldn't be true to fair. So I'll say that. I have read that statement. I've read that statement from her as like the, and I think it's a her. I'm like pretty sure it's a her. Um, uh, uh, At like the top of her blog before you like go to her very first post. Um, but there was one post where uh, she like sent him pictures and she made in the blog. She said she was like, I had to make sure that I looked cute in the pictures. Uh, so if you're weird and want to take a deep dive into that, it's called uh, Daniel Wozniak is my friend. I'm pretty sure that's the domain name. Uh, you can Google that and you can just Google Daniel Wozniak and that will pull up. Uh, but that was also an interesting and kind of disturbing read. But don't like 
With that said, thank you everyone so much for joining us. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. That's a huge help toward allowing us to keep the podcast going and eventually make it a weekly show, and we very much appreciate your support. If you want to see photos from this case as well as our sources, check out the link in the description. And until next time, I'm your host, Tanner Azanero, the odd one out.